are listening to Vantage Point Podcast, dedicated to giving godly perspective to everyday living. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, a podcast where you find insight, keys, and perspective through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and thank you for tuning in this week. Know that you're in the right spot for this week, for this series that we've been in called Core Strength. And we're going to jump into week two of that here shortly. But I wanted to put out another reminder for the series we have upcoming in June and July, which is going to close out season three. And it's a reboot of a series I did last year called Persons of Interest. And the best way to describe it is instead of me interviewing guests, it's going to be the guest host. So they're going to basically have the keys to Vantage Point for eight weeks. We're going to have some amazing speakers. So keep an eye out, look for promos on Instagram and Facebook, and make sure to subscribe to Vantage Point. Um, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you listen to, and don't miss out on any of those episodes. But today, we're going to jump into week two, episode two, of a series that I'm calling Core Strength. And I shared this last week that this series has been really on my heart for for some time, and, and it, it was pressed on me to really understand this concept of deeper growth in my walk with God, and really between people church and really ourselves we make this huge exhaustive list of of, you know quote unquote what we need for this walk and when we get to a point where we have so much emphasis on other things we fail to see value in things that are central to this walk And, and really to work your core strength allows other areas to be strengthened I used this example last week of working out and I believe it holds true really in this series and in our lives. And, and last week I said your core muscles play a huge role in everyday activities. For those that may not know, our core in our physical body is more than just the abs we see. Our midsection has many layers and each of those section, each of those layers are sections that make up our core. And, and last week we learned these four things about our core strength. It's crucial to every movement we do. We need to build enough core strength before we build strength anywhere else. We need to use it correctly, and it's not about the look of our core. It's about what's in our core, right? And in our walk with God, same rules apply. When we strengthen our core areas, that strength allows us to be strong. It allows us to do things in a different way. And our core strength in our walk with God gives us a foundation that produces strength in every area of our walk. And last week, we looked at what I believe is like the core of core strength, which is love. And I encourage you to go back, check out that episode. But when it comes to love, the truth is we love because God commands it of us. We love because he loved us. And we love through the formula that God gives us in 1 Corinthians 13. And for week two, I want to get into another core strength that that we have in this walk. And quite honestly, it's a strength that um, we we seem to value whether we're walking with God or not. Um, And and we tend to get the wrong emphasis on this strength or put the wrong emphasis on it. But when it's exercised right, it can greatly benefit us in amazing ways. And so this week, we're going to look at the core strength of community. And I want you to listen to this Andrew Peterson quote. It says, there's no doubt in my mind that's what shaped me and my work more than any particular talent on my part has been living out a calling in the midst of a Christ-centered community. And that quote really is a great beginning to this episode because it speaks on the side and idea that our communities 
play a part in shaping who we are. And I want you to think about your current community, whether you follow God or not. Do they contribute to your shaping? Does your community that you're in contribute to who you are? Do they, does it shape you in any kind of way? And, and, and really the people you choose to be around or the people God chooses to place around you have a profound impact on shaping us and ultimately contribute to our growth. And community is simply defined as this. It's a unified body of individuals. And so our communities often come from similar interests or beliefs that unite us. And you think about a political party or fans of a specific sports team, like that's a community of people that unify under a specific common interest. And in this Christian walk, we get that opportunity. And I say even honor to connect with the community of believers that hold the same common belief in Jesus Christ that we do. And, and for me, it's been the best thing in this walk um, next to growing in my relationship with God is connecting with people who love Jesus and are excited about him as well, because it lets you know that you're not the only one. And, and if I'm honest, sometimes this walk can feel lonely. Sometimes it can seem like you're the only one walking this walk. The reason I felt that way was because the community I was in wasn't like-minded in that belief. And as we go deeper in this walk, there's a shift in community that has to happen. And you think about it growing up, you may have a friend or two since you were little, but the scope of your community most likely has changed over time, right? Throughout your growth as a person. And now we enter this next level of growth in our Christian walk. And it's about another change in community. And before we really dig into community and what it is. Uh, let, let's first deal with this first point that I think we have to cover before we even get into community. And for point one, I want you to write this down because I think it's so central to this is this walk is not meant to be alone. So it really boils down to this, right? A question that we may have all thought at some point is, can we do this walk alone? Can we love God, serve God by ourselves? And quite honestly, yes, you can. You know what? We have the free will and choice to say, God, I love you and I want relationship with you, but I don't want to be in community with anyone else. But think back to the example this series is based on when it comes to working out, right? Strong core equals strength in other areas. So if you make the choice to go it alone, what areas will lack? because you choose the quote unquote lone ranger approach to your Christian walk, right? I honestly couldn't imagine taking this walk alone. I mean, there are moments when I have doubt, moments where I question God, and, and that doesn't mean I'm ready to throw in the towel or give up everything in this Christian walk. It just means that I'm human and I have a mind and sometimes I think too much and sometimes I'm too logical and that logic outweighs my faith. And no matter how many times that happens or no matter how deep we think we are in this walk or how good we think we are, we can still find ourselves at moments of questioning, moments of misunderstanding or even moments of frustration with with this walk. And you really want to see the value of community. I'm telling you, look at the state of our, our nation, our world last year when at the peak of COVID, like it was this huge need to establish virtual communities, whether it was at church or or just even families doing family just reunions on, on Zoom, right? We had this insatiable desire and need for communities at the moment where we felt like all things around us were crumbling, right? And, and when you think about churches that never did anything online 
worked hard to, they literally established online services, small groups, prayer groups. Why? Because they began to understand that no matter what was going on in the world, believers needed community. And these past years have shown us that more than ever. And this community we need isn't to check something off a list. It's not for us to just go to church with people. The purpose and importance of community is much deeper than that. And if that's all community was about, there wouldn't be much reason for it. But even the Bible goes into detail when it comes to community. And there's so much emphasis placed on the expectation of community in Scripture. God says in Genesis, it's not good for man to be alone and gave him a helpmate, Genesis 2.18 Galatians 6.2 says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. We, we can't bear the burdens of others without community. And, and 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as you are doing. Even Jesus had 12 disciples and gave us an example of walking this walk, having community with us. But I want to key in on another scripture that really touches on community, and it's found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, and it says, And let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other all the more as you see the day approaching. And this scripture really outlines the power of community because these benefits of community can only be sparked to a point within ourselves, right? We try to walk the Christian walk alone. Our, our love can only go so far or, or our desire for good works can only go as far as our mind can comprehend or think, right? But during even times of earliest church, this is when this scripture was written, um, where Paul wrote this, he, he, you know, there were some that had given up uh, meeting with other believers and left the communities. But Paul is saying and encouraging them as he is us to stay in community because he sees the benefits that come with it, right? When we get with community, this walk really begins to take its shape. And again, think about your current community. What benefits do you gain from being in it? Is there any good in that community? And through community, Paul says that we will provoke and encourage each other to love and do good works. And for the next two points, I really want to kind of look at community a little bit and even give you a deeper example um, found, in, found in the book of Exodus. But uh, the truth of the matter is that too often, whether it's culture and world, like we said earlier, we get this jaded view and often false idea of what community is. And so for point two, I want to really dig into some things that community um does for us in this walk. One thing we get is community challenges us to be more like Christ. And when we often think of marriage when it comes to this refining process, right? But the truth is God gave us community as a way to become more like him. Through these relationships, we're able to encourage one another in pursuit of our um, relationship with God. And it's in that community that we're given an opportunity to be refined as followers of Christ. Again, getting back to you know, our walk and our own personal idea, our own personal thought of Jesus and our walk can only take us so far. But when we're surrounded by other believers, other Christians, we're able to glean from that and grow and be refined even more. Right. And community also connects us to practical needs. And we see this in the early church and community is a place where physical needs are met. And we need to to learn to really let down our walls um, and, and ask for help when we need it, right? The body of Christ was made 
to support and love one another, not only in spiritual ways, but in practical ways. And we can learn a lot about that love within exchange of those practical needs. And community also carries us emotionally. And just as important as physical needs are, right, the emotional needs are just as important that we have in life. And we have that responsibility in communities to support each other, not just in good times, but in hard times as well, and carry each other's burdens. And as much as we need to be available for our brothers and sisters, it's a two-way street on that. We have to have the courage as well as individuals to come alongside that community and say, hey, I need help. I need prayer. I'm struggling with this. I don't like what's going on. And if without that two-way street, our communities don't work and we don't get the full benefit of that community. And community capitalizes our gifts and talents. And when you think about community, um, we, we get that opportunity to discover who we are and our gifts, and we can use them to bless others. And we all play different roles in the body of Christ. And in relationships, our roles can be used to glorify God to the fullest. A fifth one is community cast our eyes to the needs of others, right? We're able to take ourselves out of the picture just a little bit. And within that community, we're able to look around and see needs, right? We're called to strengthen those who are weak and to encourage those who are down and out. And it gives us an opportunity to come out of our self and give us the responsibility uh, to give us the responsibility to look outward and help uh, someone in need. Uh, community empowers our relationship with God, right? There's something real about strength in numbers. And, and when we're surrounded by other believers, we, we feel empowered in our faith and may even be more sensitive to God's presence in our lives, right? We need to we need people to be checking on us, asking us hard questions, challenging us, driving our accountability, and we do the same for them. And that's really where we get to see that empowerment and deepening of our relationship with God. Community teaches us to work through conflict, and what we know is true, right? Conflict is inevitable. It's going to happen. It doesn't matter what community we're in, but we're called um, in this Christian community to work through those divisions with each other in love. We're asked to be a united body, which, again, isn't easy, and sometimes it's not natural. Sometimes we just are prone to and used to conflict, but as we grow in this community, we learn how to work through conflicts. We learn how to listen and, and, and respond to each other in love. And lastly for that one, community gives us community gives us a chance to forgive, right? Within this community, we're bound to get hurt. You know, those things don't get absolved just because we're in a Christian community, but it does guarantee an opportunity to forgive. And sometimes that's the hardest part about community, but it's the part that makes us most connected to Jesus, most connected in this walk. And, and really... For my last point, point number three, write this down. Community has power you can't get on your own. And I want to really reference on Exodus 17, which gives us another example of community personified. And it's Joshua leading a battle against the Amalekites. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur climb to the top of a mountain nearby. Verse 11 says, as long as Moses, and we're in Exodus 17, verse 11, as long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. On the verse 12, Moses' arms soon became tired. He could not hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone 
for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding his hands. His hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. And what if Moses, in in this story, what if Moses had said, no, you all go down and help Joshua, and, and I'll go up on the hill. And think about yourself, right? Your guy down there, Joshua, he's going to go up against this strong army, um, and, and you think in your mind, well, you know what? They're stronger, so more soldiers would make sense. And Moses even says this in verse 9. It says, Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. Let me ask you a question. What hill are you trying to stand on alone? What area in your life are you trying to go it alone? The truth is you don't have to handle that issue or face that worry alone. Let let me tell you something about growth in this walk and what that looks like. It comes with the understanding that while I can do it alone, I need to be with community to do some things. I need to have community in this walk. And you think about it. Why did Moses' arms get weary, right? Because there was a battle going on. And what we know about battles is they're not short. And and, um, as a matter of fact, you can sum up battles with three T's, test, time, and toll. And, And battles are tests that require time and take a toll. And for Moses, it was a physical toll. And every other time Moses held up that staff, he didn't need help. At the Red Sea, I want you to get a picture of this. Exodus 12, 37 says there were 600,000 men, not counting women and children. With the average family size, we're talking two and a half to three million people. And most research says it took them three to six hours to cross the Red Sea. And we don't know how long the battle lasts, but we know that his hands were up until his, his arms were raised until sunset being held up. But what we do know is this example that God gives us in this battle on this hill is that while God could have easily held up Moses, his arms, but it was the power of community that was around Moses that helped him in the battle. And so as I bring this, this episode to a close, I think really there's only one question to leave you with, and it's this, what battles are taking a toll on you? Do you have a community surrounding you, lifting you up, walking with you? And it's not too late to get one. And I can tell you that one thing I've learned and one thing that I've seen in my own life is the power of community. I can think of some very dark moments of my life when I didn't have community, where I had to face the valley of the shadow of death by myself. Um, and, and you might be like that. You might have a hurt um, from a previous community. You might even be fearful about even opening up to one. Um, or, or you may have been so used to fighting battles alone that that's all you know how to do. And, and let me be honest with you. People aren't always what you expect them to be. They might let you down. They might make you mad. But let me tell you that, again, like I said, it's somewhat it's downright nerve wracking to try to jump back in sometimes and let your walls down and trust people again. And and the thing that helped me was that I know God had something within a community of people for me to gain. And I had faith in him to bring me people that wouldn't just look like me or sound like me, but I specifically prayed and believed that God would bring people that could help me stay 
on this journey. Help me um, build my accountability. Help challenge my thinking. Encourage me in tough times. And let me tell you, that's the community that I have because I trusted God enough to say, you know what? I can't run with the same community anymore. I can't stay in the same community. I need something different because this walk is getting deeper. The road is getting um, greater and I need something more in this community that's around me. And, And when I tell you what slowly began to happen is people began to show up from unexpected places and became my community. And I say that to say that, you know, don't expect God to just send a community from the places you just know, right? Allow that prayer to be an open invitation and trust God for your community. And I want to take a minute and I want to pray and I want to take a specific time to pray for you, pray for you and and your community, whether you have one, you don't have one, or you're, you're desiring to have one after you're hearing this, because I'm telling you the power that comes from a community of believers around you. When you think again, back to core strength, it's another one of those strengths that just helps you build strength in other areas. And so I'm believing that you're hearing this, you're hearing my voice and you're hearing the words of God speak to you about community. And hopefully those walls are beginning to come down and hopefully your, your mind is becoming open to being in community. You email us at Vantage Point and we'll help you find community. There, there's so much, so many resources, so many things. The right church at the right time can be a blessing for you. The right person at the right time can be a blessing for you. So let's pray together. God, and repeat after me, God, thank you for this life you've given me. Thank you for saving me, even though I didn't deserve it. I know this walk will be different. I know this walk requires a lot from me. One thing is accepting community as part of this walk. And it might be something I struggle with, God. I may know that for sure. I may not know. But I'm asking you to help me accept community in this walk. Help me accept godly people. God, send me people who can encourage, correct, and truly walk with me in this walk. I pray these things in your name. Amen. Now, we've prayed that prayer. I want you to really walk in that and believe that God can send you great people that not only will challenge you in this walk, but help you grow in this walk. And you'll establish lifelong connections with people that transcend even what you can ask or think of. And when I tell you from personal experience, the benefits and the power that I've received from community Um, in the last probably 18 months has been some of the most profound things of my life. It strengthened my walk with God. It strengthened my relationships. It strengthened my thoughts and thinking when it comes to my faith. And I'm telling you, I believe it can do the same thing for you. Thank you all again for rolling with us another week. We're going to catch you next week on Vantage Point. And remember, keep seeking insight, keys, and perspective through the lens of God for daily living because it will bless your life. See you next week.